Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, December 17th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Usually, there are plenty of ways to stand out on a college application. But this year, it's different for high school seniors. There's been no concerts. There's been no um, auditions for anything. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney speaks with high school seniors about what they can put on their college applications and where they're sending them. A Missouri House ethics report is suggesting that St. Louis Democrat Wiley Price be censured for having sex with an intern and trying to cover it up. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more. The House Ethics Committee report accuses Price of having an inappropriate relationship with an intern and trying to get his legislative assistant to cover it up. The committee report also states that Price intimidated and threatened his legislative assistant for reporting on the situation. In addition to being censured, the report is suggesting, among other things, that Price be stripped of his committee assignments and pay more than $22,000 in costs related to the complaint. Price, who was recently re-elected to represent a part of St. Louis without opposition, said he is not resigning and will seek to appeal the findings of the report. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri's next supply of Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine will be smaller than anticipated. The state was expecting close to 65,000 doses next week, along with more than 105,000 doses of that Moderna vaccine, which is expected to receive federal clearance in the next few days. Missouri's health director, Dr. Randall Williams, says it now appears the next batch of the Pfizer vaccine will be around 30 percent smaller than anticipated. Illinois is facing the same situation. Governor J.B. Pritzker says the decision has been made at the federal level and health officials have been told the approximately 17 and a half million doses states and large cities were supposed to receive before the end of the year has been reduced. I'm disappointed to learn that the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services informed us that per the direction of Operation Warp Speed's General Perna, that estimate was tightened significantly. The reduction does not affect the vaccine shipments already received this week. Now, many people are still reluctant about the COVID-19 vaccine. Public health professionals are trying to build trust with marginalized groups who have been significantly affected by the virus. Washington University public health professor Matthew Cruder says it's crucial for the government and health professionals to acknowledge previous harm to black and brown communities and find new messengers. One of the ways that you counter trust issues is you determine who are the trusted sources for those same populations and don't assume that they will be government or health care or medical professionals um, and don't assume that they would be celebrities either. Cruder made those comments on St. Louis on the Air. The Ferguson Monitoring Team and the National Police Foundation are conducting a survey to improve police interactions with Ferguson residents. It's a requirement of the consent decree that settled a lawsuit between Ferguson and the U.S. Department of Justice. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. The Ferguson Community Survey will ask residents 18 and older for information on police interactions with the community and about safety. It aims to gauge how people think the Ferguson Police Department is doing. The survey respondents can rate the performance of officers, their level of confidence in the police department, and their willingness to work with police. 
Lee Anderson is with the monitoring team. She says while the city is working through the consent decree, the team wants to make sure policy changes are improving community and police interactions. We want to know how it's affecting or not affecting the community, and we want to be able to assess that community sentiment while we better understand the police department. The survey will be available by the end of the year. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Seniors are going through their last year of high school without many normal activities. Clubs, sports, taking the ACT have been canceled or scaled back. So, how do seniors translate this strange year onto a college application? St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney has been speaking with high school seniors about getting into college during a pandemic. 2020 became the year of the virtual campus tour. Before we explore our beautiful campus, let me explain all the ways you can use this tour. You can click on the front-facing arrow to start walking around our campus. You can jump to the next stop by clicking on the One thing many high school seniors agree on, it's not the same as actually walking across the quad. I don't know, it just doesn't feel like a, a real experience. It kind of just seems like you're reading and talking to a brochure. Parker Coplin is a senior at Rittner High School. He's steered his college applications to schools he could check out in person, ranking Mizzou as a top choice instead of dreams of attending school in Southern California. Advisors say limited campus tours and concerns about campuses closing have more students looking for schools within driving distance. And dates for standardized tests, the ACT and SAT, were repeatedly canceled in the spring and summer. Senior Chris Campos wanted to boost his score from junior year. And it was difficult because they kept canceling the the ACT. So I had to keep re-signing up and it just kept getting canceled and canceled. Luckily, more colleges are making standardized tests optional on their applications. No tests will put more emphasis on students' grades. But a lot of high schools were pass-fail last spring, says Jamie Moynihan from private college counseling firm Accept You. And so there's this kind of big hole in the review process for, for colleges where we don't see your junior year, second semester, and we don't have standardized testing. Um, And so it creates a lot of hurdles. So no standardized tests and fewer letter grades. And while extracurriculars can make up for academics, some schools have canceled fall sports and put after-school activities on hold. Miranda Martin was hoping to shine in choir and theater during her senior year at Rittner. There's been no concerts. There's been no um, auditions for anything. She's hoping they can put on a production in the spring. Student advisors say schools will be more forgiving to this year's senior class. They'll look for one or two activities an applicant has been really passionate about, rather than them loading up on the extracurriculars. That'll be good for Martin. Nikki DeLeo, who coaches low-income and first-generation students at College Bound, says she's encouraging students to lean on experiences outside of the pandemic to wow colleges. Every teenager wants to write about COVID, (laughs) so... And like just encouraging them to like try to think about other things that have happened in their life and and write about those things. High school seniors are struggling to stay motivated for classwork and, says DeLeo, college applications. Data so far this fall show fewer low-income and first-generation students are applying to college. DeLeo says normally they coach students through paperwork in person, but now have to do it on Zoom. University City senior Janae Kelly says meeting with admissions officers over the computer wasn't easy. It's actually very irritating. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. The way the whole thing is set up is like you just stuck to a screen. 
January 1st is the typical final deadline for regular admissions to college, but Kelly was able to get applications out earlier this fall, and the acceptance letters have already been coming in. Yeah, like, I was just, yeah, real happy, and it was, like, in shock. Cause it was, like, a reality just really hit me. Like, we growing up, like, life really finna change. So I was like, it's crazy. Crazy, kind of like the application process in 2020. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.